Friends till the end on free. One, two, three. Friends till the end. You blew it. Come on. One. We've got to get this right, okay? On three. One, two, three. Friends till the end. Yes. Hello everyone and welcome to a very special episode of Friends Till the End. I'm Michael, I'm joined with my my BFF, Lizzie Lizzie Love Love. Elizabeth, how's it going? Great, Michael, how are you? I'm doing alright. Lizzie Lizzie Love Love. Oh, it's what a special day. I'm excited. It's going to be a good day today. Oh, that episode. We did it, Elizabeth. We, we did, did it. it. We did it. But Season holy, one. what are they doing to your emotions in this on home? Really? Oh. oh. Yeah. You were on the roller coaster? I was on the roller you coaster. You were right in the roller coaster. I was strapped in, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it took me by surprise. Oh, no. Literally <laughs> just knocked the book out of my hand. <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed by this. I can't help it. Continue. It just was a crazy one. We have just finished watching Season 1, Episode 24, The Final episode of season one of the classic sitcom Friends. Another classic episode. In many ways, a very classic episode. Alright. <laughs> the one where Rachel finds out. It's a big episode. Normally, we like to kick things off with a question, Elizabeth, but as this is the end of season one, we're actually going to finish with a kind of retrospective. So, I have a bunch of questions for you that we're going to finish with. So, we're actually just going to dive right on into the episode, if that's alright with you. That's great. Okay. So, this episode. The one where Rachel finds out premiered, first showing on television screens back on the 18th of May, 1995. My question to you, Elizabeth, and this is the deciding one. This will decide whether you win or lose the game for season one. Did it get a higher or lower rating than the one with the birth, which got 28.7 million viewers? Definitely higher, because it's the last episode of the season. You think? Yeah, I would imagine the but first and last. Higher than have... a birth. People love watching episodes with birth. Yeah, but it's the last episode in the season. I'm trying to help you out here. Oh no! All right, what is it? It is higher. It's Yay! thirty-one point three million. Woo! Ding 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 ding! You win this time. Yes. I think that's probably the highest of the of the season. Is it? I think so. I thought one earlier on was um, like thirty. Three maybe? 30? 32? No, I think just looking back, I think the highest it was prior to this was a 30 and a half. Which oh, was okay. The one with two parts. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Highest. And the one with all the poker got 30 million as well. Wow. And the one with the evil orthodontist got 30 million. But this is the first one with 31 million. Yeah, it has to be. Not last bad. One. I mean, considering they started the very first episode got 21 and a half million, so they've added mm. 10 million viewers. Uh, in one season, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good going. But yeah, good job, everyone. Good job, um, Marta Crane and and James Burroughs and and all of all those guys. Good job, gang. Marta Kaufman, I should say, she was one of the the creators. So, we open in Central Park for maybe the final time. Really? Evil contractors are threatening to buy out. The gang have to put on a talent show in order to raise money to keep the Central Perk from closing down. Oh, they got this. <laughs> Phoebe has smashed her guitar and is planning oh, no. an elaborate um, sword eating routine instead. <laughs> sword swallowing, isn't it? I don't know. Sword eating? Sword eating. You just like cut it up with a knife and fork? You can't cut a sword with a knife. 
Well, maybe take another sword and then cut that you sword, need, no, and no, then no. you the eat only, it with a fork. Or the a laws of combat dictate that the only thing that can break a sword is a lightsaber. If they were cutting up a knife, they could use a sword. Hmm. That's the way it works. What if they use a diamond? That, that's not in the discussion. But I just made it no, part of the you discussion. Can't, no, it's only weapons. It's only like things that can cut other things. You could use a diamond as a weapon. You could use it for bartering and all sorts of things. Paper gets cut by scissors. Scissors get cut by knife. Knife gets cut by sword. Sword gets cut by lightsaber. Nothing gets cut by lightsaber. That's the, that, that is how it works. This is dumb. It's so dumb. Let's move on. We actually open in Central Perk. Ross is showing off photos of little baby Ben. Which, spoiler alert, is the closest we get to see of Ben in this episode. Because if you thought things were going to change because one of these guys has a baby, <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> ben is just a wistful memory that we can all think back on and smile about from an episode ago. Because he is nowhere to be found in this episode. Well, I get that. He's still a newborn. Like, mm-hmm. he's still like a little wrinkly alien. I imagine Aww. that. they got to wait till he's a little bit cuter to show him. Yeah, fair enough. So he's showing off pictures. Rachel kind of leans in over him to get a good view one of his pictures ross basically pulls a niles crane and smells his smells her hair and <laughs> stares at her wistfully and good god ross mm-hmm. yeah and you weren't the only one that was a little bit peeved by all of this chandler has clearly had enough of this after a whole season of him fawning over rachel he, he's kind of had enough he's like Pff. and rachel's like huh what what why did you Pff? and he was like ah don't worry about it because she's oblivious Apparently, she's got, it's the only word to describe her at this point. If she still hasn't figured this out, she's got tables that need serving up the back of the coffee shop. But here she is. No, I think she was off. She, she didn't have her little she, apron she on. She didn't have her apron on, which is always a clear indication of whether she's on duty or not. Right. Um. So they're discussing that. Joey needs to borrow some money off Chandler. It reveals that he is hard up for cash. Doesn't have much money. It's hard being a starving artist. I suppose so. Would you call Joey an artist? Yeah, he's an actor. Uh, he's a mercenary. It's not about the craft. It's about the fame for him. No. Yeah, I'd say so. You gotta start somewhere. I guess. So anyway, to, to make extra money, he is taking part in a fertility study. He's going to get paid $700 for two weeks of... Donating? Donating his little guys. Jacking it into a cup, basically. As, as Phoebe so gloriously puts it, making money hand over fist. <laughs> that was funny. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, that kind of sets up Joy's arc for the episode. Cue the music. <laughs> That's the one. After that, ple- the pleasantries from the Rembrandts are out the way, we open in the apartment of Monica and Rachel, where they are planning a sad little birthday barbecue for Rachel. Sad? Yeah, it's really sad. Why is it sad? Because there's only, like, five people there. Well, maybe they're just prepping everything before our other friends arrive. Well, we see it later on. Well, they don't even get to the barbecue. But they're all best friends. Like, who else would you want there? And Melanie. Your don't best forget friends. Melanie. Oh, yeah. Melanie. Joey's current thing. Melanie. His, yeah, he's in a relationship with Melanie right now. Well, it just came out of nowhere. She's like, oh, is Melanie coming? Oh, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Who the hell is Melanie? I'm just saying, we saw... Just probably four or five episodes ago, a hell of a party for Phoebe and her birthday. You know, Gunther was there. They couldn't even get Gunther to Rachel's birthday. And he works with Rachel. <laughs> it's true. It's it's sad. It's a sad little birthday. Well, Phoebe can make friends anywhere she goes. <sighs> I suppose. Maybe Rachel has a little bit harder of a time with that. 
So Joey reveals as they're planning this, you know, Melanie's coming, but he's saying, well, because I'm doing this experiment, I can't um, perform my partnering duties. He can't be intimate with his with his lady. And he says it's a problem because she's she's gagging for it, apparently. I guess so. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has to wait the full two weeks in or, or the study kind of will be irrelevant. He won't get paid. Mm-hmm. You think they can tell? Mm, I don't know, but like... If he really wants the money, he's desperate for it. Might as well just refrain. It's mm. two weeks, not that bad. Seven hundred bucks, yeah. Yeah. For essentially fourteen minutes work. <laughs> Say work. <laughs> Ross has to go to China for work. It's a whole big bone thing. Yes, they found a bone, and their museum wants it, but mm-hmm. China's not really getting rid of it. So he's the one that's going over there to convince. The China. good people of China to let their museum have this bone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he is not very happy about that. He has to go to China. He has to go for a week. He provides Monica with a photograph of himself to take over to Carol 2.0 and Susan's place so that they can show it to Ben so that he won't forget him. Yes. You seemed to think that that was a meaningless and empty gesture. Yeah, I mean, say he's gone for a week, the baby's going to be fine. Like, it's not going to notice if he's there or not, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like if it was the mother, it'd be a little different. Oh, well. Like, the dad isn't important. No, the dad's extremely important, but the mother is a big source of food. And the Go on. Not like the baby eats the mother, but... <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> their smell... They would. I mean, he'd probably miss the dad's smell. I'm sure he can recognize it. So he probably should have like rubbed himself on a blanket. Yes, it. that would have been better. That'd be better. That'd be better. Mm-hmm. The baby doesn't know. Object Note for permanence. Next time. Google it. Notes for next time, Ross. Rub yourself on a blanket next time. Yeah, but then you can't leave the blanket in the crib because the baby could suffocate. So it was. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, fair enough. So he has to go. He is. He doesn't want Ben to forget him, obviously, but he also doesn't want Rachel to forget him. He was like, oh, is Rachel here? I want to say goodbye. But Rachel's out for drinks with Carl. Carl. Who we shall meet later. Yes. But he is not happy about that. He goes out to say goodbye to the guys who are out on the on the uh, balcony preparing the food. He's like, hey, do you know this, this um, Carl guy? And they're like, man, just forget about it, okay? We've been listening to this. And I'm with them on this. They're like, we've been listening to this for 24 episodes. We're not interested anymore, Ross. You're clearly never going to get anywhere. So just move on. Go yeah. to China. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay. But he has a gift. He has a gift that he wants um, them to give for her on her birthday. Yes. Which is nice. It is nice. Oh, it's nice to do that. So off he goes. Rachel is there for her sad little barbecue with with Monica and Phoebe and Chandler and Joey and Melanie. Yeah, well, get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, she's there. Uh, she's explaining her living, her and her friends. They put fruit in baskets and they call themselves the Three Basketeers. And, yeah, she seems, she seems like a lot of work. She does? She seems like a pain. Uh, she's okay. I... Uh... Yeah, she's a pain. Joey is in a bit of a pickle over not being able to perform for her. He asks Monica for advice, and Monica's like, maybe you should just be there for her. And Joey's like, hmm, don't know, don't know what you mean. 
Yeah, I guess that never I guess that never crossed Joey's mind ever in any relationship or night with any woman. And from this point onwards in the episode, uh, Joey's entire story arc completely confused nine-year-old Michael who's watching along at home. First you're nine, sometimes you're 15, sometimes you're 11. I was thinking about it more. I'm pretty sure I was like nine or ten because I remember watching these episodes as we were in the process of moving house when I think I was like nine or ten. Okay. So. Well, 95. You're probably ten. Yeah, yeah. I ha- would have to be at least ten, I suppose. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Ten-year-old Michael. <laughs> Didn't know what to make of this. Didn't really understand what was going on. What did you think How was naive? going on? I don't know. Just like being... I don't know. I don't know what I thought. Like being there for her, like... I mean, obviously, I, way, like... obviously I'd had tons of sex at that point, but I just hadn't really <laughs> thought about it. The concept of being there for another right, person. Right, because you're a typical male. Yeah. God. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. So, we get to the stage in this sad little birthday party where they're opening presents... Rachel insists that they open presents before they eat, mm-hmm. because she is and a selfish <laughs> and ungrateful present receiver, as demonstrated when she gets a basket of fruit from Melanie, and she's like, oh, gee, thanks, Melanie. And frankly, Rachel, you're lucky to be getting anything from Melanie. Yeah, seriously. That was, she didn't have to do that. Exactly. She wasn't around when Ben was born, so Joey has clearly met her in between episodes. Mm-hmm. So she's not been around for very long. No. You think I'm buying presents for someone that, like, a friend of someone that I'm kind of seeing for a week or so? Mm-mm, no, not happening. I, I so just you... don't get why she's there. I really don't. Well, we'll get to that a little bit later, because I think her presence does become a little bit weird later yeah. on in this scene. But anyway, she gets that. She gets a travel, s- travel scrabble. <laughs> travel Scrabble from Chandler. A what, Michael? Travel Scrabble okay. from Chandler. A travel Scrabble. Which, I don't know what counts as a travel game in the 1990s, but that box is pretty much the same size as regular <laughs> Scrabble, so I don't know what bag you're packing that in. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that is helpful. You think you're busting that out on the on the train or on the plane, you're dreaming, Chandler. Maybe it's magnetic, so you don't have to worry about the pieces falling. It's not about the pieces, though. It's about the fact that it's so big. Like, it's not practical. Yeah, I guess. It's, like, bigger than, like, a meal tray. Well, Chan Chan isn't the best gift giver, then. (laughs) Clearly. And actually, yeah, we'll see that later in a couple of seasons' time as well. Oh, will we? Chandler's not a very good gift giver. Aw. She then gets to Ross's present. She opens it, and it's a beautiful did you see it, it was a beautiful brooch like an antique i brooch. don't know what a brooch is it's something that women a while ago used to wear on their shirts <laughs> not anymore uh, not really why don't people wear brooches <laughs> anymore in, like, play. it's just old-fashioned it's just an oh. old-fashioned look and it would kind of like jazz up your shirt it'd be like a, you'd wear a blouse and you'd wear this brooch either like on your sweater or on your shirt to kind of like um What's the word I'm looking for? Like ornament? Ornament. Like it would, like instead of a necklace, the brooch mm-hmm. would be like a, a statement piece. So you of. would never go necklace and brooch. You'd never double up. Oh, I don't know. But I'm just saying it was probably, someone who would wear a brooch probably had maybe more money, so it could have mm-hmm. been like a class thing. I see. But yeah, it it's, was, like a it's a very old-fashioned type thing. Okay. So anyway, it's, um, she gets this lovely brooch from Ross. 
it's revealed that it has kind of sentimental value. They like saw it months ago when they were walking in a shop window and she said it reminded her of her grandmother's brooch or something. So Ross has clearly been very thoughtful and everyone's like, wow, that's a really thoughtful gift. Can't believe Ross did that. And then Chandler, you big goof, who's clearly getting frustrated by this whole Ross thing. He he lets the cat out of the bag. He, He didn't mean to. He didn't mean to. He's just sitting there. And his, a season of his thoughtless quips has finally caught up with him. Because he's sort of like, well, it's not that big a deal. When he fell in love with Carol 2.0, he bought her a crystal duck. And then they, <gasps> then there's like a moment of silence as everyone lets that sink in. I think the audience are really good here. This is like one of the few times where the studio audience really enhances the moment. Because like people in the studio watching it are kind of like oh no and they they sort of realize that everyone else does i thought it was actually pretty good yeah oh man and everyone lets that moment sink in joy's like you idiot and but as we were watching it you said is that a big deal would does it that... give it away yeah he could have like played it off no i think he no coming got, back if chandler that. was slicker he could have got away with it Mm-mm. how would you get away with it because what would you there's say? no because he doesn't Come right out and say, well, oh, it's not a big deal. He's in love with you, just like when he was in love with... Like, it's just... He could just be like, oh, I'm just saying. He has history of giving good gifts. Like, he doesn't... I think... Um, I know it's not great, but I think he could have got away with it if he was a bit slicker. Uh... I don't know. I don't think so. No. Because he prefaced it with... When he was was in love with... When he... when he fell, fell in, love in love with Carol, yeah. he bought her this crystal duck. Yeah. There's, yeah, do you think? I think if he had just moved on really quickly, they could have, like... She could have been, like, later on being like, hmm, that was a weird thing to say. But I think if he had just powered through, he, he could have got away with it. Well, he didn't. And now <laughs> Rachel and now... has found out. Rachel, after having... I'm, I'm just saying, Rachel has missed some pretty big clues throughout the whole season. For the love of God. She has missed him, like, like hovering licking over her. Licking her face, basically. Licking her face, hovering over her when she's sleeping. She didn't pick up on any of that, but she managed to crack Chandler's cunning little code there, and now everybody knows. Even Melanie. Even Melanie. And this is it. <laughs> you know, they're they're having this big, deep discussion where it's like, oh, how did is he in love with me? Are we going to go out? What's going on? And, like... All of that's undercut by the fact that this weird little basket fruit-making person, Melanie, is just sitting there as well, just watching along. You're like, get out of here, Melanie. No, it's so weird. Yeah. It's like, this is the biggest moment of the season. This is what we've been waiting for. And and, and there's Melanie, too. Damn it, Melanie. So then what happens? So Rachel does a mad dash to the airport, like people do in sitcoms, and Liz Lemon did in real life that one time. (laughs) Because she wants to speak to him. She doesn't really know what she's going to say. Yeah, she has no idea. She manages to get right to, like, the boarding section of the airport, which is, of course... Preposterous. Pre-9-11 airport security. Yes. She manages to get right up there, but then, that's when the rules kick in. No one's allowed on, like, the gangway from from the airport to the plane. Couldn't possibly let her on there. No. And she just wants to talk to him. So she... The woman working the desk is like, without a boarding pass, you can't go any further. She's like, well, I just, I need to speak to him. I need to speak to him. Can you at least give him a message? The guy in the blue coat, I need you to give him a message. She's like, okay, what's the message? And then you see this woman that works at the airport walk down 
She goes right past Ross. Who's got a Walkman in listening to learn Chinese, so like he's oblivious to everything. Yes. And she finds um, a much older man with his presumed wife. Toby. Toby. And she says, oh, I have a message for you from Rachel. She said that something like she loved the gift and is looking forward for you to getting back or something like Mm -hmm. that. And Ross didn't hear any of that. No, he didn't. He completely missed it. Here's my thing. If you're going to go deliver a message, why didn't she just be like, can you actually just ask him to to come 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 back real quick? Yeah. Like she's going, if she's willing to go down there and give a message, she could be willing to walk down there and be like, "Oh, because he's not boarding; he's waiting in line." Right, good like point. he could have easily come out, but yeah, no, that was not to be. No. So we've got this hanging over our head as he goes off to China for a week. He's oblivious to the fact. Meanwhile, Joey is—he's finally figured out what Monica was implying, and we see him postcoital with Melanie in his room. He's got a nice decorated room. <laughs> but uh, she has clearly had a whale of a time. He's done a good job. Nothing to add? <laughs> I was trying to think of something clever and witty. There's not much to it, really. This is just kind of a little bit of narrative fluff to kind of break up the main storyline. So I don't think we have to give it too much analysis. She is very happy. She wants to reward his generosity, shall we say. But he's like, no, it's okay. Let's Let's go with you again. And... <clears throat> he could have easily had an excuse as to why he couldn't actually have sex or mm-hmm. whatever. He could have. But Joey's not the smartest bulb in the bulb box. No. Brightest bulb in the bulb box. But, you know, she pointed out that not a lot of guys are like that and that she kind of pegged him for one of those guys. And turns out mm. he's not. Secretly. But he, he is. is. Yep. But Michael, Melanie, would you? No, she's kind of insufferable. <laughs> So no. No? No, I don't think so. Fair enough. I think she would get on my nerves very quickly. Mm -hmm. But she's clearly very nice and very generous because she rewards Joey and all of his efforts with not only an amount of fruit in baskets that they could not possibly consume before it went out of date and rot in their living room, but also an amount that would probably put her business out of business. Yeah, there's like 50 fruit baskets in there, and Chandler's in the apartment just sitting amongst them. Like, yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah. And then, like, Joey kind of makes makes some sort of reference to, like, it's good for him as well, now that he's blind, all of his other senses are heightened, which is kind of a fun analogy. Yeah. And he says he kind of didn't realize how much he'd enjoyed doing that for someone else. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. But back to the the meat and veg of the story. So Rachel is still pondering over what she's going to do. She's still pretty undecided. She doesn't... She's leaning towards giving it a go. But then Monica kind of makes it weird. And it kind of puts her off the idea. Because Monica's like, oh, this is going to be great. You guys are going to be in love. You can have babies. And then Phoebe's like, well, what if it doesn't work out? And then Monica kind of freaks out. And like, why are you dumping my brother? And Rachel's like, hmm, maybe it's not worth it. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. She hasn't even decided how she feels about him, and Monica's already yelling at her for breaking up with him. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So she kind of leans against it, decides against it. She ends up having Carl round for drinks on the balcony. Uh, yeah, so anyway, um, he is going off on a rant about Egg Begley Jr. and his electric car. Back in 1995, electric cars. Good good effort. I know. EBJ. 
The Good environment was collapsing even back then. Mm-hmm. But she's not listening to his rants. She is too busy having a little fantasy about Ross. Yeah, he's popping into her mind and he's appearing in front of her. And they're having like a... She's speaking out loud. And I guess it's supposed to be in her head, but it seems like she would be saying those things out loud as she imagines him there. But clearly not. No. But, I mean, he basically is saying, why don't you give us a chance? Mm-hmm. She's just still very confused as to what to do. And then... He plants a big old smooch on her face. They kiss. Mm-hmm. But it's only in her mind. It's, it's only not in real. Her mind. So the audience don't, like, flip out about it. You know, yeah. like, sometimes sitcom audiences freak out when people kiss for Ooh. the first time. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do that because it's just in, in her mind. Yep. It's just a pretend smoochy. Well, because I guess ultimately he asked her if she was attracted to him and she said she didn't know. He kisses her and then her reaction was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Which she said out loud. <laughs> yes. But it, <laughs> thankfully it kind of fit into whatever Carl was talking about. Yeah. So I think that kind of made up her mind. Mm-hmm. Even though imaginary kissing might not be as good as the real uh, thing. But... Well, you never know. So, she goes to the airport to meet Ross. Seven days have passed. She goes with a big bunch of flowers. She's she's ready to make a go of it. She's choosing love. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a beautiful moment. He's going to get looks... off the plane and he's going to see her and they're going to run to each other and they're going to give each other a kiss and a cuddle. It's going to be so perfect. But, oh no, what's happened? This is crazy, Michael. What happened? Because you see them walking through, all the passengers walking through the area to get off the plane. Toby's still mad at... <laughs> Toby's still mad at the man in the blue suit. Which is great, actually. It's a really good, like, little gag. It is good. I like that they called back to it. And then you see Ross pick up a woman's fallen bag, and she's like, oh, thanks, sweetie. <gasps> and then they're all cuddly, oh, no. and you realize that he had met this woman in China and oh, is no. now bringing her back to meet his friends, oh, no. and they kiss, and they're happy, ah! and, and Rachel doesn't see it yet. No. So we end the episode with Rachel looking all adorable and hopeful and in love oh, and excited. No. what is happening? And Ross is coming towards her with this other woman. Oh, oh no. And then it's like end credits, and end it's credits. just, it's a, it was a lot for me. It was it? Yeah. This roller coaster of emotions you've been going on? You have changed your tune, because I think, like, 12 episodes ago, I asked you, and you were just like, eh, I don't really care. I don't want to see them together. It doesn't matter. It was, what did it for me is their imaginary kiss was really sweet, but also the way Rachel looked right at the end of the episode, like, so hopeful, so excited. It just looked very authentic, mm-hmm. and it seemed to me like their chemistry actually might might work out. So good work by... Jennifer Aniston. Good work, Jennifer Aniston. It looked and very, very natural. Dare I say David Schwimmer? Less about him? He wasn't in this episode very Le- much. Less about him. Oh. Yeah, it was more her. Okay. But, yeah, I, I'm kind of slightly, maybe, sort of rooting for them. Oh. Maybe. Oh, all right. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, the end credits is just them dancing about in a fountain. So that's that's it for oh, the season. Man, I I'm a roller coaster of emotions. It's left you dangling over. Can you imagine having to wait like half a year to find out what happened? No, I imagine if I had watched this in '95, I'd be very excited for the next oh, ones to come out. Oh my goodness, yeah. But luckily, we don't have to wait that long. Nope, Netflix. Netflix, indeed. <laughs> so before we wrap up, 
I think it would be nice to kind of take a little, because this is the end of season one, as we may have mentioned already, I Mm -hmm. think it'd be quite good to have like a little bit of a look back over the season that was. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. I'm going to ask you these questions at the end of every season, just to see how your journey changes along the way. Okay? Yes. So I need you to cast your mind back. And uh, some of them are preferences, some of them are, are asking for specifics, but let's see how you get on. Okay. My first question to you is that from season one, who is your favorite friend? Phoebe. Phoebe. That's fair enough. That hasn't changed. No, that hasn't changed. That's been pretty consistent. Yeah, I like Phoebe. Would you say that other people have kind of closed the gap? Because Phoebe was way out in front to begin with. But do you think other people have kind of caught up? A little, yeah. A little? Okay. Uh Do you have a favorite episode? Mm. Oh, I kind of like... um... Oh, okay. There's two I like. Mm -hmm. Um, The one with Mrs. Bing... Okay, that's and, one with Chandler's mom, right? Yeah. Okay. And the one with the ick factor. Oh, the one we just watched. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what about those <laughs> ones did you like? Um, I liked, well, I thought the actress who played Chandler's mom was really good. I th- thought it was funny. I thought the funniest moment for me in the entire series was that moment with Joey trying to go to the bathroom. And it's just like, <laughs> I'm going to go pee in the alley. That's pretty it's good. It's still hilarious to me. And then I liked the one with the ick factor because it was just kind of, it was just funny, like mm-hmm. Monica's banging a high school senior. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Both two events that had very little consequences in the end, I suppose. Yeah, right? Classic well, they made sitcom. me laugh, so anything that makes me laugh. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think season one, I don't know. I don't think there was any, like, great, great standout episodes. I don't think there's any, like, I think if you look back over, like, the ten seasons when we're done, I don't think you're going to, like, remember those as the best. There's yeah. going to be some episodes that really stand out. I don't think we've had that yet. I think what we have had is just kind of good, over, like, overarching stuff. I think it's been consistently good, good moments throughout. Okay, who is your favorite non-friend character? Who do you like? Maybe someone that's been recurring, maybe someone that only popped up once. Who, who's been the best of that bunch? Is it Carol 2.0? Does the or? pillow guy count? Pillow guy can count. No, sure. no, no. Just kidding. I mean, he really shines. He maximizes his moments. Right. Um, Slash ugly. Is he ugly naked guy? That is the theory. Oh, oh man. <laughs> um, no, I think Janice. Janice. Yeah. yeah. I think she's great. Okay, that's good. Maggie Wheeler. She pops up twice in this season, right? Two times, three times, three times, right? I th- yeah, at least. I really do like um, Monica and Ross's parents as well. Mm-hmm. But yep, I they're think good too. I'll have to vote Janice. Without getting too crass. Oh, God. Marry, fuck, kill, Joey, Chandler, and Ross. Joey, Chandler, and Ross? Yeah. E- easy, easy, easy. Okay. Marry Chandler. Okay. Fuck Joey, kill Ross. I wonder if that's ever going to change. I'm going to ask you that every season. Okay. Okay, so for the next few ones, I want you to rate the season out of 10. Okay? One being the lowest, 10 being the highest. Okay. Comedy of the whole series. What, what, what would you rate? Like, how much did it make you laugh? Seven. Seven? Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty high. Okay. Oh, is it? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, good. What about the characters in general? Like, do you feel like they've got a rich backstory? How do you how do you think this season did in terms of, like, defining the characters? Five and a half. Five and a half? Mm-hmm. Work to be done? Yeah, work. Absolutely work to be done. We, like, keep finding out these things about Phoebe. You're like, what? These are probably <laughs> important things we should have known. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what about in terms of overarching story? So there was two really overarching stories that ran throughout the season. We had the upcoming birth of Ben, 
which was referred to throughout, and then also this kind of will they, won't they, Ross pining for Rachel. What do you what do you think of that in terms of like a good couple of stories to see you throughout the entire season? Six and a half. Six and a half. Mm-hmm. Wasn't too enthralled by it. No. Okay. But they were also, but they kept you wanting more though. Okay. Okay, so what about the individual stories from episode to episode, the ones that maybe just have, pop up once and you know aren't referred to again? What do you think of all them Not on bad. a standalone basis? Like um, maybe a six. Okay, mm-hmm. work to be done then. Yeah. All right, I want you to rank the friends from your favorite to your least favorite. Ooh. So we put Phoebe there at number one. Phoebe's is number one. Is it fi- safe to say that Ross is at number six? I don't know. Let me get there. Let okay. me get there. All right. You're going to work your way backwards. Okay. I'm going to do from favorite to least favorite. Yeah. Okay, yes. But you can also be like, well, Phoebe's my favorite and Ross is my second favorite. You know, okay, whatever okay. you want to do. Well, let, me just, let me just do you, it. You do your process. Okay. So Phoebe's number one. Oh, these next two are so close. Okay, Chandler's number two. Ooh. Yeah. Monica's number three. Oh, that's fitting that you put them together. Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! No! No. If okay. anything, I keep seeing Joey and Monica together randomly. I know I said Joey and Rachel, which still could happen. Okay. Okay, anyways. Um, uh, Joey, number four. And then at the I, bottom? No, and then, and then Ross... And what? then Rachel. Why? He's winning me over with his what? sentimental acting, okay? But you just said that you were really enjoying Rachel, and <laughs> those are your two at the bottom, but those are the two that you seem to care the most about. Well, in this episode, they made me care, right. but overarching. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay, well, that'll be interesting to see how that changes at the end of season two. I know. Okay. This is a fun little journey we're all going to go on together. So rate the series as a whole, then, a score out of ten. What would you give it? A six. A six? Mm-hmm. All right. What is your excitement level for season two? I'm pretty excited for Are you season really? two. Yeah, I'd say it's like an eight and a half. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Good. And then finally, do you have any predictions for season two? And do you have any predictions? Mm. You've, you know, you've, you came out before with you think that Joey and Rachel might get together. Um, what do you, any predictions for season two? And if you want to go bolder, any predictions for like the, the series, season as a, a whole? Where do you think we're going? All right. I have a weird, sneaky feeling that Carol 2.0 and Susan might break up. Okay. This season? Yes. Okay. I'll make a note of that. Um, I think one of the friend, friends gang is going to find love that's going to be more lasting. So whether that's Ross and Rachel or... Phoebe with someone random. I don't know. Joey with someone. Okay. I just feel like someone is going to have like a long-term relationship okay. in this season. Yeah, we haven't really seen that. Yeah. Okay. And I think that someone's job might change. Ooh. Maybe Rachel will get a, a different job. Okay. Yeah. These are all good things to go on. Thank you. All right. We will meet back on season two and see how your predictions went. But, Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. That's great. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode, and that is going to wrap it up for this season. We have talked about um, potentially doing a marathon to to watch all of season two in one weekend. As it stands right now, 
we did turn it over to a Twitter poll, and that Twitter poll is going to keep running for like the next five days Minutes. or so. <laughs> um, so we need significantly more votes to do that. But if that doesn't happen, what we are going to do is kick off season two with a week of podcasts. So it's going to be one podcast a day for a week. So we're going to go from episode one to episode seven. They're going to be released day after day. So at the very least, we're going to jump right into season two, and we're going to get a good few episodes out there. We're going to hit the ground running on it. Yes. What that means is we do usually release our episodes twice a week. We are going to take a week off in between season one and season two. We're going to take a little hiatus. So that we're releasing this on a Sunday. We would normally release an episode on a Thursday, but we're not going to do that for this week. Even if we're, if we're doing the marathon or not, or if we're just doing the seven podcasts in seven days, the first episode will be out a week from now. So don't look for us just yet. We're going to take a little break, going to relax, going to go to the Poconos, um, and yeah we're going to come back refreshed and ready to go for season 2 you excited? I know you're excited 8 and a half excited yeah I'm excited oh boy what's going to I want to know what's going to happen with Ross who's and Rachel who's this woman that got off the plane what a jerk ah, she could be great you don't know no oh. I, I, her little face as she stood there with the flowers she's going to be crushed I can't wait oh okay she'll come running to me for sympathy Crikey. come to me Rachel 10 year old Michael <laughs> All right, so that is going to do it for this season. Thank you so much for joining us on this Friends adventure. It feels like we really achieved something here. Awesome. And yet, there's still so much to do. So much. Nine seasons much. If you want to join in the fun and games and the discussion, you can give us a follow on Twitter, at FriendsPod, and that is where we can do that. We love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to get in touch. No spoilers, please, although, Elizabeth, you're not allowed access to our Twitter account anyway, so But I fine. do get the... I, you read me the things yes, that are the, not Yes, you can spoilers. address something to Elizabeth, and I will pass it on. It's really fun. I love it. And if you want to help out the show and help us reach a larger audience, there's a couple of ways you can do that. The first is to tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is definitely good. If you know someone that enjoys the Friends sitcom and likes a podcast, then definitely give us a shout out. And you can also go over to iTunes and leave us a little positive rating and review. That does help us reach a larger audience. So please help us out with that. Be a friend. Until then, Elizabeth. Oh my God. Season two. I just want to jump in right now. No. We open in the airport. Nope, we're going to save it. Uh, we will see you all in a week's time. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.